How's everyone going tonight? Wow, okay, let's work on that. That's fine. Um, cool. Well, tonight I want to keep on going uh, on the series that I kind of started last week, um, which was talking about the flat road in between our mountaintop experiences and our valley experiences. And I started talking about that specifically because, as I said last week, mountaintop experience, camp no fear. Yeah, obviously. And, uh, you know, we've all at different times in our life had different valley experiences. But we spend an awful lot of our time in between those mountains and valleys. And I believe that God fits into our lives just as much in between those big, big extremes. When we're in our normal day-to-day life, God fits in there just as much. And a great way to invite God into our day-to-day life is through prayer. I know prayer is not always a very exciting thing to speak about, but I'm hoping that tonight you're going to leave a little bit more excited about it than you were. Because prayer is how we connect with Jesus. No matter what's going on around us, no matter where we are, prayer is a way to connect with Jesus. And, you know, to connect with him, a great option is making prayer a part, a priority in your day-to-day life. Now, prayer can look lots of different ways, right? I think when we think, like when you just, someone like gets up and sort of brings up the idea of prayer, the first thing we like jump to, I think, especially in a youth group, I know a lot of you go to Christian schools, I know it's not everybody in the room, but a lot of you have been going to youth group for a lot of years, a lot of you, you know, go to Christian schools, and so the first thing that pops into our head is that moment, right? You know the moment where you're in a group and somebody says the dreaded words, who's going to pray and everyone tries not to make eye contact with each other and they all look down and and we all just shake in our boots going please don't pick me please don't pick me please don't pick me please don't and then you always somehow get picked you know what I'm talking about don't you I think that's one of the things that puts us off prayer I'm not but I'm not here to talk about that type of prayer tonight so you don't have to don't have to be scared Uh, you might think of being prayed for prayed for by somebody else or praying for somebody else at camp or something similar to that I'm not here to talk about that kind of prayer uh, tonight either. In fact, um, what I'm here to talk about, as I've said, is our Monday to Friday. We often talk about how following Jesus should change how we behave in our Monday to Friday. But I think we often jump to like trying to schedule in more time for Bible reading or like trying to get a big chunk of time for prayer. Like if I'm going to pray more, I'm going to make it good. I'm going to pray for three hours a night. I'm going to be the best prayer there ever was. And they're not bad things. That's not a bad thing. I just think it's a big thing. It's like a big change to jump from like, I basically don't pray at all to like, I'm going to pray. I'm going to be the best prayer there ever was. I'm going to pray for three hours every night. That's a big jump. But a massive part of following Jesus that we talk about all the time is connecting with Jesus one-on-one. And particularly what I want to encourage you to explore, maybe to practice in the coming week, is what some people would call breath prayers. I believe it's so powerful to pray frequent, short prayers just between you and God. And by short, I mean short, like a sentence, like 
a breath. And by frequent, I mean headed towards the frequency of praying those prayers, just like we breathe. Short but frequent. And, you know, this comes sort of from what we see in the Bible. I've talked about this even last week. Um, You know, I briefly mentioned how the disciples, when they started following Jesus, part of that was that they, they resolved to physically follow him, to spend their days with him. Like, I don't think they were always talking about deep spiritual stuff. I guarantee you that there were times where Jesus and the disciples talked about what was for lunch, right? Obviously, if we're going around everywhere all the time, you go, to talk about things like that so traveling with Jesus in this picture is like a day-to-day thing it was the whole thing it was the trips in between towns it wasn't just like when Jesus was you know providing these mountaintop experiences of people being healed of people being brought back to life of those who couldn't see being able to see there was all this time that the disciples traveled with Jesus in between those moments that was important to them becoming followers of Jesus. And so just the same, I believe he wants to be part of every bit of our life. So why not talk to him like he's part of every bit of our life? That's like the old go-to of a breath prayer. Dear Jesus, help. Amen. That's a good one. You need that one sometimes. Uh, I prayed that a lot when Nesta was a baby. Um, (laughs) Or what about simple things like this? I'm feeling nervous. Can you help me get through this? That's a breath pair. You don't even have to say, dear God, and amen at the end if it's just between you and Jesus. Or just, I'm feeling confused. What should I do? Help mum have a good day today. She deserves it. That's a good prayer. They look like they're having a hard time. Can you, can you help them out? What, what should I say? God, should I say something? I'm telling you, some of you need to pray that more often and listen to the answer. Should I say something? What, what would you do? What would you do? Or maybe even just sometimes, thanks. In fact, in Matthew 6... In Matthew 6, you find this. Uh, This is Jesus speaking. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who's unseen. Then your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. The number of words you pray... Being seen or heard to pray, the fanciness of the words you use, don't qualify your prayer as being a good one. They don't set up your prayer to be heard by Jesus anymore. In fact, sorry, your faith, your belief that God is listening is what qualifies a prayer as good. That's what qualifies a prayer as being heard by God. And in fact, even if you're not even on a, you know, a real journey with Jesus, maybe you haven't even started that. Even the tiniest sliver of faith, and we hear this in the Bible in different places, the tiniest sliver of faith of maybe there's a God out there, I'm going to give praying a shot, that is enough faith to be heard by God. 
don't get me wrong, some people have like a spiritual gifting for prayer and they talk and use fancy words and that's not a, a bad thing. I'm not saying that that's evil, but I want you to find some freedom in this because I think that's a bit intimidating when we hear people who do those big crazy prayers and I'm not one of them. I'm not good at that. I don't have that gifting. But the freedom is this. Praying long and with fancy words isn't the correct way to pray. It's just a way to pray. Just as much we get instruction to pray short and frequent and live our lives side by side with Jesus. As a side note here, I think we we build up praying for each other a little bit too much as well. We make that a little bit too hard. I think, you know, we think we can only pray for somebody else if we're going to pray one of those long, eloquent, fancy prayers. And that's just not true. There's something incredible about being, you know, us being a church family and praying for each other. Even if it's only short, even if it's only like, I'm so glad that I met this guy here at youth group and I'm so glad that God is using you. God, please keep using this young man. Amen. That's an awesome prayer to pray for one of your mates. And you shouldn't be scared of doing that. If it's encouraging, if it points to Jesus, if it acknowledges what might be tough for that person, and if it doesn't take 20 minutes, that's a good prayer in my book, and you should pray it. Here's the thing. Although Jesus invites us to live in freedom because of what he's done for us, He also taught us that to take hold of that freedom, to take hold of the real life that he promises, we do have to change how we act. We have to sort of reorient our lives to face towards him. The best part of praying these breath prayers, these short, frequent prayers, this simple action taken seriously It will change how you see the world around you. It will change how often you see Jesus at work around you. It will create space in your life for Jesus to keep changing and molding you. And you won't even notice the time. It's just a breath. You don't even really have to find time for it. You just have to start giving it a go. A simple action, a series of single steps to give Jesus sentence-length portions of your day will surprise you at the difference it makes. So whether you've never prayed, uh, you've tried to pray but felt intimidated or you're a little bit scared to pray for people or just felt like you weren't very good at it compared to all those people who pray the fancy prayers, Or even if you think you have breath prayers nailed, you've listened to this and you're like, yeah, I've got that totally. I'm good at that. That's the type of praying I'm good at. Let's all just try to include a few more breath prayers and see how it changes what we hear from Jesus during our weeks. What it changes when we're actually just giving Jesus sentence-length portions of time in our day at school, at work. What he encourages us to say. Where we see him at work that we didn't previously see him at work. Because I believe, I believe that just this simple action of just practicing giving Jesus a little bit of time in your day will, will change the way your relationship with him works. 
Is it all right if I pray for you? God, help us to pray. Amen.